0: This Week in the 90s podcast.
1: <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to This Week in the 90s podcast. Episode 15.
0: <laughs> you always know the number. I'm odds okay. and you're evens. I don't know why that's so No, hard, but you're also the one that puts the number in every week. and You mean you. I, do, I do everything? <laughs> you do the technical work. <laughs> I do the comedy.
1: That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's, that's The good, real work. That's a good point. My no, research is uh, non-existent, just like all of my college papers. <laughs> last minute.
0: Yeah, I know you're working on it all afternoon today. Still
1: comes out though. You
0: know what I mean? Does still comes like out a good poo <laughs> comes out eventually.
1: I took one yesterday, and right on that time. was like,
0: don't. Nobody wants to hear about
1: that. All right, I'm just saying. Sometimes they shouldn't have brought it up. Well, that's my that, fault. That's totally your fault. What's going on? <laughs>
0: Work. Work has been going on. Yeah. We just Can we had- talk about it yet? It's getting announced this week. Okay. Ugh, finally. Yeah. I know. It's supposed to get announced next Thursday, and then there was an election or something. <laughs> there was like a thing last
1: week. Yeah, We're not going to talk know. about it, but uh, yeah. What an exhausting... Week it's been.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then we had family come to town. Our cousins Joelle and Lance came to town with their two daughters Hattie and Lacey, and so shout
1: out because he's one of our few listeners.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, hi, hello, listener number seventy-two, Lance (laughs) Cook, who also put in a faucet for us. Yeah,
1: that was amazing because I can't do that.
0: (laughs) I know. Yeah, he. Well, we we've had this faucet in our sink. It's a. It was a really good faucet. But whenever whoever installed it didn't put the bottom part on. So when you, you move it from basin to basin, it basically just loosens yeah, the faucet. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: There, it was supposed to be a swivel, but whoever installed it didn't put the swive part in. Yeah, and yeah so, so it was just the vault. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, so anyway, he finally got fed up enough, and he's this incredible contractor. He knows how yeah. to do everything. And he got fed up. And so he spent half of Sunday morning (laughs) under our sink after you guys golfed two days in a row. Yeah. And Joelle and I watched the girls in in cage two days in a row. And um, so it was a house full of fun and exhaustion. And exhaustion. And food. And movies and TV and football. Yeah,
1: because it was crazy windy. The, the weather here in Southern California ha- yeah. over the weekend was just insane. Like 40, 50 mile an hour winds. It hailed at one point. It hailed on Saturday on morning. On Saturday morning. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just been wild here. So.
0: Yeah, it's been wild. It was a wild week. We were at the beach on Friday and then it hailed on Saturday morning. So... Oh, God, I wish global warming was real. Yeah, yeah that,
1: that stinks. <laughs> and on top of all that, it's Masters Week, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is incredible. It's so phenomenal that this amazing event didn't get canceled for starters because of the pandemic. Like most things that happened yeah. in the beginning of the pandemic, you know, the Masters is always in April. Um, it did not get canceled. They postponed it and... It's going on this week. It's going to be amazing. So hopefully, you know, by the time you guys are listening to this, maybe the first round's going on if you're catching up late. Or maybe Bryson DeChambeau is already at like 12 under on Friday. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> is that who you chose?
1: He's going to be the main story. I mean, Tiger's the defending champion, which is so insane to think about. Like, right, it cause seems it's been
0: like like two, almost a like year and a half. Yeah, it seems
1: like won. Tiger yeah. won 10 years ago, you yeah. know, last year. Uh, his yeah. amazing comeback um but it was just a year and a half ago but you know this this kid Bryson DeChambeau is going to be the big story this week just because you know he bulked himself up he put on 40 pounds from last year to this golf season and you know he um same he won the (laughs) U.S. right (laughs) he won the U.S. Open in such you know dominating fashion and I think everyone's kind of expecting him to come to Augusta and just tear the course up. You know, the course record is 18 under by Spieth and Tiger. And I think he's got that in his sights. You know, this is a guy that just bombs it 350, 375 yards off the tee. And he's yeah. going to kind of try to, you know, Im- impose his will on this course. So that's going to be super fun to watch. Did you take him in your. I did take him.
0: I knew you took him. So I took Rory. Because I know uh, how much you love I Rory. I do love Rory. So and I-, I knew you'd be cheering for Rory. And then if I yeah. was ahead, then. So Chris runs a uh, mat like a golf pool for every major event. Yeah, if people want to join, they can join. Right, who are listening? Yeah, Anybody totally. Can
1: join? Uh, uh, shoot me a DM if you're f- on Twitter, and I will forward you the info. It's super fun. You know, you pick twenty one dollars. Yeah, you pick si- you pick six golfers, and um
0: and then you're a little bit invested. Yeah, in and the you tournament. just kind of yeah, watch watch the tournament to
1: over the for. weekend. You know, it's a super small Pseudo stakes, but it's uh, for golf. yeah, it's super fun, and um. I love Rory, so I always root for him, and I obviously love Tiger, but he's been so frustrating to take in these, you know, these majors since mm-hmm. you know, he's super hit or miss. But, uh,
0: yeah, I mean, it's gonna be weird to watch the Masters. Spieth and is in the. At the I know the same day. it's so crazy. So yeah.
1: if you were Jim Nance, so Jim Nance obviously is the voice of NFL and CBS, and he's the voice of the Masters, but he is choosing to do the Masters on Sunday. What would you do if you were him?
0: I would do the Masters, for sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a once-a-year thing. You can call any other football game. And usually, Nance and Romo have to call Cowboys games. <laughs> and if I were them, I might avoid every Cowboys game this year because uh, boring.
1: Yeah, I don't even know what the big uh, CBS game that they would do maybe this week. Maybe Chargers, Dolphins, or... Yeah. Maybe Bills Cardinals. That's kind of a fun game. Maybe they would do that. I mean, obviously, I think if I was in Nancy's shoes, I'd obviously choose the Masters as I'd well. I'd also
0: ask Romo to do it with. Yeah, me. I Romo th- would be such a great announcer. He on would the be Masters. incredible. I
1: I said that this week on the show. I was like, man, imagine Romo just walking the field with the leaders and the final group on Sunday, like because he's so excited. Yeah, you know, just calling a, a bullshit Week Eight I love game. That. You know? I
0: love when you and I have the same cool ideas. We're just in sync. Does sometime. that
1: make it less cool now? <laughs> <How> <laughs> I, th- I thought it was cool when I yeah said it last All week, right. but uh, yeah. So the Masters this week is going to be so fun, and combine that with you know college football on Saturday. It's LSU Alabama. Knock on wood that that might happen. LSU has got a bunch of COVID issues, but
0: I have been like zero interest in college football this year, and I think that's because.
1: But your team is good, so I you'd think you'd be into it.
0: Oh, my team's always good. It's they're usually pretty good. We, yeah. I mean, we just lost to Florida, which sucks. You know, like yeah. But you're usually in the I'd top ten all to year. I'd rather lose to Kentucky than Florida. Yeah. You know, definitely top ten. But I think like everybody started at weird times. It's like no one's playing. Right. You're not playing anybody except in your division. There's all these COVID cases and like Trevor Lawrence on the sidelines, but with a mask, and I'm like, ah, you know, like it all yeah. just seems. You know, I feel like never have the NFL and college football seemed so far apart. Right. And so it's just. Yeah. So and a lot of our like the people, the kids that I was so excited about at Georgia are in the NFL this year. So Mm. it's like I'm still watching them in the NFL. Right. And there's nobody that I'm just stoked about on the team this year. I don't know why.
1: Yeah. And like you said it's a, uh, everyone's kind of started all the conferences started at different times like the SEC has played 7 games the ACC has played 7 the Big 10 has played 3 and the Pac-12 has played 1 now oh, yeah. it's like Big 12 has played a couple it's like really it's weird it's
0: all just so confusing as to who what the standing should be you know what i mean like uh, yeah it's very weird so
1: yeah the top 25 had big 10 teams that haven't even played in it like ohio state was in the top five and they'd played zero games when all these other teams have played four or five games it's just really bizarre it's a weird college football season not sure it actually should have happened but it's happening so we're trying to make the most of it
0: yeah no i mean i watch it when it's on but like it's like i've just kind of been taking my saturdays which normally I would just be sitting around watching football, and I'm like, no, no, no I'm going to go do stuff on Saturdays, yeah. and then
1: care more about NFL this year. Yeah, Fan- yeah. fantasy or picks. Probably
0: or next year when Cage can actually pronounce the word football, then then I'll really <laughs> get fingers <into> crossed. It. <laughs> yeah,
1: still can't say Dada yet. I know, and oh man,
0: he only says Mama every once in a while. It comes out when he's just babbling. Yeah, he's he doesn't not even. even try- he doesn't know what it means.
1: No, he doesn't know what he's saying. Yeah, but. but How's that going, being a mom?
0: (laughs) A working mom.
1: Ooh, working.
0: Yeah, it's going great. You know. Good job. How's it going, being a dad? Uh, I mean, you have to tired all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have more responsibility now because when you come home from work, I'm not here. Yeah. And you have to take care of him by yourself for like four or five hours.
1: I have to actually pay attention. And it literally takes me like a half hour every day to get him to go to sleep. Like, he'll suck down the bottle and then it looks like he's dozing. And then all of a sudden he just starts humping me and like mm. trying to climb over the chair. And it's like, OK, what are we doing here, pal?
0: <laughs> are you patting his back? To get yeah, him to I'm to I'm
1: patting everything. I'm like basically <laughs> punching him in the face to try to get him to go to sleep. <laughs> oh, that works too. <laughs>
0: Just gotta put a little something in his bottle. That's what I always know. I'm just oh, kidding. Man. I don't do
1: that. I mean that worked for us when we were kids.
0: I don't even want to pretend like I do that, but yeah.
1: No. We're not doing that yet. No. But hey, it's episode fifteen. Uh this week in the nineties. Mm-hmm. What's happening? So it's uh November eighth to the 14th Eighth mm-hmm. to the fourteenth of yeah. November. Nineteen ninety eight.
0: Oh, 98. Is this the first 98? No, it's not the first 98.
1: Um, I don't know, but, but it's 1998. So uh, just quickly, where were you November 8th through the 14th, 1998?
0: Well, I guess I would have been a sophomore. Junior? Probably a junior.
1: This is my freshman year. Starting my
0: junior year in college. Yep. Yeah, so I was at Georgia State by now. Okay. I was officially a film major. Oh,
1: now what did that actually consist of?
0: Film classes, making films. Okay. Making a documentary. I took a documentary class, so I had to make a documentary film.
1: So that was your one grade for that class? Just make a documentary document, film. Yeah. What was it about, do you remember?
0: Yeah, it was about this guy and this band that I was dating. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's called Feel the Rhythm. And uh I interviewed everybody in the band. They were a really good band. Yeah. And you know, Georgia had a lot of good bands. Mm-hmm. And you know,
1: like country, country band. or No, just no.
0: I mean, at the time, Southern John Mayer Rock was like in town. That's where Mayer started. Oh. You know, it's like there's it all kinds of cool bands. And I worked at um, the college radio station, which is called Album 88. It's a hundred thousand watts, this largest co- student-run college radio station in the country at the time. And uh, so, yeah, I was kind of just like knew a lot about right. bands and all the bands coming through Atlanta. And um, and this guy. I uh, played at this coffee house in Douglasville that I used to study at right by my oh, okay. place. And the other guy that he sang with was Zach Brown. <laughs> no way. Yes. And I dated the other guy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Swinging <and laughs> a <good> miss.
0: <laughs> I think it was called Rebecca and Eugene's coffee house. And it was in Douglasville. And it was this cute little That's coffee amazing. house and um zach was actually married at the time he's been married forever uh until recently oh um but i think he'd already had like a wife and a kid still exact same looking guy like beanie beard amazing big guy great singer but i liked brian the (laughs) other guy (laughs) and uh brian collins he he's in nashville now he's still uh he's like gotten more into the countryside yeah Um, still plugging away Still Plugging away, he came here like a few years ago. I saw him in um in uh Redondo Beach or something oh. for a second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I told him what was I doing. <laughs> I told <Jeez. laughs> uh, yeah, I just went to like he was coming through and like wanted, yeah, so yeah, so I made a documentary about him and his band. That's a
1: fun project to it was do a cool for project. a whole semester, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. so. That was a really fun class, fun, fun years as a film student. Yeah. Yeah. Where were you? What were you doing? Uh,
1: freshman year at Syracuse. So I would have been, let's see, you know, doing all those dumb classes. I hadn't picked oh, a major yeah. yet or anything. So it was all like knocking out the requirements, Ugh, you know, freshman that's, year all that stupid stuff. Yeah. Pretty dumb. We had a fun four, though. You know, I'm friends with. Uh, a lot of those guys that I lived with freshman year, which is so weird to think about, you know, it's these guys you've now known for 22 years yeah. now. And, um, yeah, it was just a lot of, uh, you know, hanging out in the rec, rec room, like in the basement of our dorm <laughs> yeah. and like watching wrestling with, this is when all of us like super got back into wrestling, like Stone Cold and The Rock were huge uh, yeah. and like, uh, just going to the gym, playing going a lot of pickup rock. basketball and, uh it was fun it was a fun time you know to to be on your own for the for me just remember yeah, being yeah. a freshman in college like you're on your own for the first time uh you go there not really knowing anyone although i lived with a guy that i went to high school with who's one, you know one of my best friends and so uh that made it certainly easier but then you're adjusting to it's probably snowing at this point in syracuse <laughs> yeah, you know course. the second week of november uh hailing so just you know <laughs> massive you know lake effect snow yeah, yeah, in yeah. western new york and so getting used to that i wonder if we were going to the casino yet there was a casino like tw- like a half hour away would you have
0: been old enough to go
1: it was 18 casino oh the indian reservation so they didn't serve booze or anything oh nice yeah called turning stone It was a uh, Fun place, and i spending a lot of time there as we got <laughs> as we got as we got older. But um, some
0: things never change. Yeah,
1: and I was probably just getting started working at the TV station. Yeah, and uh, trying to you know dip my uh, hand in that, trying to cover some football games. At that point, we were let's see, Syracuse was good my freshman year. That was Donovan McNabb's senior year. Nice. And so uh, it was fun. They were they ended up having a real good year. Mm-hmm. And uh you know went to a bowl game, and whatnot I think they lost to Florida that year with uh like Danny Werfel and Steve spurrier oh, wow and, um, that yeah. yeah,
0: I definitely remember them,
1: yeah, so that was fun, so that's what I was doing but uh and I was also I was also going to the movies. <laughs>
0: that's a great transition great
1: let's I am a professional. Uh-huh. I was going to the movies to see we talked about it on our show last week Bring it up this week because it was the number one movie in the United States of America The Waterboy
0: <laughs> Okay
1: <laughs> not a lot going on this week gotta say yeah. but uh, the Waterboy came out on November 6th and on uh, that week of uh, November 8th it was the number one grossing in the country. opening weekend, which was a massive movie. That's so cool. Uh, Back then, obviously, it ended up being the highest grossing sports comedy of all time uh, for Adam Sandler, over $160 million. Uh, Obviously, and ironically, the second highest grossing sports comedy is Adam Sandler's remake of The Longest Yard. But this was during the powerhouse years for Adam Sandler, coming off of... uh, uh, Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. Mm. He had uh, The Water Boy this year followed up with Big Daddy. They were actually shooting Big Daddy at the time oh, wow. uh, when this came out. And so uh, one thing I read is that the success of this uh, allowed for m- a much bigger budget for Big Daddy. Because oh, wow. this movie did so well, they weren't expecting it. It had a $23 million budget. Almost doubled that opening weekend and ended up doing eight times that. Well, that's the big thing about
0: Sandler movies. And that's why, like, he, uh, his movies, um, well, he became a huge success, not only because he was funny, but also because he could crank movies out fast. He would write them really quick. Yeah, wrote them real fast. uh, And then uh, they would be very low budget and then they would make a ton of money. So anytime your movie makes more than the budget. Yeah. It's a success it's a in huge Hollywood, win. especially when it's double. Yeah, you know, double just opening weekend. Just opening weekend. Yeah, he yeah. Was, was,
1: like I said, this is right in the middle of the uh, the juggernaut juggernaut years for Adam Sandler, the, the late 90s. Uh, what's funny and what also kind of helped that uh, box office was uh, when it was released, the first opening week that it was released, a trailer for the Star Wars Episode One Phantom Menace, aired before... The oh. Water Boy, wow. and so People tons of Star Wars fans were just going, paying their money just to see the no. trailer, and then they would leave right after the yeah. trailer, because they were such. Because remember when the Star Wars Phantom Menace yeah, came out? This was the big like the first. One. Oh, the prequels are coming, and this was the first yeah. one, and so fans were just going. <laughs> all, all, all these, all these fucking is. nerds were just coming in. Right, two and a half minute trailer, mm-hmm. gone.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's nothing more than a nerd. Two and a half minutes, and I'm out. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm out. Pay That's p- like the sex life of a nerd. <laughs> two and a half minutes, I'm out.
1: But paying your 12 bucks just to see a two yeah. and a half minute show. Because think about it, Think about 1998. Internet, not that huge. Ah. Super. Di- I mean, if you're at home, you but have. But for nerds, it should you be. You have America Online, you know, dial yeah. up. We had just got. I didn't even have a computer yet at right. this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was still going to the computer lab to check my email once a yeah. day.
0: I'm trying. Yeah, for sure. Computer lab. Obvious, I lived in obviously the computer no
1: lab. smartphones. Like no. Had I a did,
0: Hotmail account in the computer. Uh, lab. Hotmail
1: in the computer at all, and you had your .dot uh, edu account, oh, whatever yeah, yeah, your, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever your email was for your college. But yeah, so that was pretty cool. I thought um, this was Henry Winkler's uh, first role in this uh, in an Adam Sandler movie. Reportedly, he um, he got the part. Because he thought it was funny that Adam Sandler used his name in the Hanukkah song, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and Arthur Fonzarelli, which is obviously uh-huh. the Fonz happy days. Uh, Henry Winkler is Jewish. So Sandler heard this, heard that he thought it was funny that he used his name, sent him a copy of the script to be Coach Klein, and uh, he said yes. Wow. Immediately signed on. And that's how Henry Winkler got to be the, the cool coach client. Uh, final acting role of Jerry Reed, the famous country singer and the sidekick in and the Bandit. He played the evil coach who stole uh-huh. Henry Winkler's uh, gadget plays back in the day and became a huge success. Uh, I always thought this movie was hilarious because there's a part in the movie where Bobby Boucher has taken off and is now famous, and he's speaking at all these like camps, and he goes to Lawrence Taylor's camp, <laughs> and he... <laughs> <laughs> he asked. Uh, he Lawrence Taylor asks Bobby to explain how he's so good at rushing the passer, and he just does that Cajun gibberish for a mm-hmm. while. And Lawrence Taylor looks at the kids and goes, "And and that's why we kids don't do crack." <laughs> and I thought that was the funniest thing ever because literally like two days before the movie came out, LT got arrested for crack. No way <laughs> again. Yeah. Oh my so, god. <laughs> I mean, obviously Lawrence yeah, Taylor. Lawrence All Taylor's right. fine now, but. You know, he was, uh, you know, had his issues with substance abuse, <laughs> yes. to say the least. And, uh, yeah, it was like horrible timing. <laughs> and nah. they left that part in the movie because it was so late they couldn't edit oh it my out. God. And was so I'm in the theater just dying.
0: Kathy Bates, like this would seemed to be like Kathy Bates. Like, I didn't really know her for comedy. Right. And, and it so,
1: like... uh, so the, uh, how it goes, the, uh. Half-baked internet research, like uh, Simmons calls it on the Rewatchables. Kathy Bates' – hold on. It was like her daughter or something? Uh, her niece. Her niece was a big, huge Adam Sandler fan. and con- oh, wow. And she had read for it and convinced her to take the part.
0: So the uh, – okay. And she ended
1: up having one of the best times she said she ever had in a movie set just because they were all just goofing around, and she got to play such a fun part as – Bobby Boucher's Well, mom. I mean,
0: I think her best comedy is probably Fried Green Tomatoes, but she was so good as the mother in that, like, just like that perfect Southern mom, you know, like protective. protective, just yeah.
1: told her kid a bunch of bullshit and yeah. he obviously believed it because he's too dumb to question his mom, you know, like, yeah, that's not right. Well, Mama says, like, those were the funniest mm-hmm. kind of bit throughout the movie. I the mean, it's Forrest Gump. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're kind of making fun of yeah. that, obviously. Super well, fun uh let's see anything else here
0: i have a story
1: about it about the water boy yeah did you see it in the theater i you're famous for seeing every movie one time so i can't imagine you've seen this more than once no
0: definitely haven't seen it more than once but i when i think of the water boy i think of blake clark who played um the uh
1: He's like the guy in the overalls?
0: Yeah, that you can't understand the whole time. Yeah,
1: the super Cajun guy. (laughs) So
0: Blake Clark is from Macon, Georgia. Okay. And comedy store comic. He used to work the door at the comedy store forever. Uh, He was on The Tonight Show like seven times, but he was still working the door at the comedy store. And he he told me that story that like somebody had seen him on The Tonight Show the night before. And then uh, they came in and he... He took their ticket, and they were like, "Weren't you on the Tonight Show last night?" He's like, "Yeah." And then he's like, "All right, this way to your seats." <laughs> and they were like, "Wait, that's not how it worked. Like, yeah. and okay. he was like, "I mean, that's the fucking breaks. It's Hollywood, <laughs> you know." And then that made him go like, why am I fucking working?" Yeah, I was on the Tonight Show, and that's when he quit. It was quit like that. Quit at working yeah, at the comedy yeah, store. That night after somebody finally recognized him from the Tonight Whoa. Show. And then, um, so the very first time I got to do stand-up comedy like to get paid at a comedy club in Atlanta at the funny farm that's who I opened for was Blake Clark no way and so we had this really great weekend he was such a sweet guy like so amazing you know and really funny guy he said you know i fought in vietnam and i was born in macon georgia which feels like you're being punished for the same thing twice (laughs) you know which (laughs) was always my favorite it's a great opening joke he did all kinds of military tours for the troops so like him and jeff ross really know each other really well and stuff like that and so uh i just remember like being on the plane coming home um from that first weekend i was like so excited and uh I'm sitting, there, you know, he's in first class. Right. And I'm sitting in the back and I see him walking back and I was like, oh my God, is he going to bring me up to first class? <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> know? My very first weekend doing comedy, this is probably like 2004, 2005. That would be awesome if that's what and, happened. And uh, he goes, hey, uh, I've been thinking about it. And If you're ever in a sitcom, I'd really like to play your dad. And <laughs> I go, yeah, I think that'd be great. <laughs> and he just turned around and walked back to first class.
1: <laughs> that was it? That was the whole reason why that he walked back? The whole back.
0: reason? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, but I always thought about it, you know, when I did start writing sitcoms and I did start, like, do it, I always imagined him because of that story because it was just such a, mo- like, this ridiculous, you know, I'd love to see him now and see how he's doing and what he's up to, you know, because he's ingrained in my mind is like this that's so funny incredible so figure. like funny. how lucky am i that that's who i got to open for first like not some asshole you know some yeah, I mean yeah some yeah. legend of a human and like a great human being who's like fought in vietnam you know he's just like everything you want in a man and a human being and he he was such a legend and so great yeah
1: he says uh, he's still with us he's 74 yeah no he's alive He right just now uh, yeah
0: he just uh, retired from comedy kind. He still does uh, bit parts sometimes here and there. Like yeah, he'll he's play um act- he'll do acting. So he was always a good actor.
1: Yep. He's uh he did a voice in Toy Story four. He was in the Between mm-hmm. Two Ferns movie I that we uh I wa- definitely watched remember last him year. in that. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. He uh he's also he's also one of the Sandler crew. He's in all the Sandler movies. Yeah. He's Sandler in, always loved him. You know, that's my boy, and uh, Grown Ups, and uh, all that fun stuff. So. Yeah, he's, uh, that's such an amazing story. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> I'd like to play your dad. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be freaking <laughs> awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> uh, I'd be honored. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that was uh, the week of November 8th, Waterboy, number one movie in the box op- at the box office. So that was cool. Um, cool. Another funny thing that I thought uh, was just completely, totally random, but on November 9th in ni- 1998... Uh, capital punishment in the U.K. Uh, is completely abolished, completely abolished. They had abolished it years earlier for uh, crimes of murder, but it uh, on this date, November 9th, it is completely abolished for all remaining capital wow. offenses.
0: So no. Th- so like basically the death penalty. Yeah, the death penalty. Yeah. It's
1: uh, is over so there's no death penalty in that the uk seems
0: so recent it's like because i was in um paris in 1999 mm-hmm. the summer of 1999 and we went to the conciergerie which is like the prison where they held marie antoinette and um uh you know it's like where leonardo dicaprio shot um the, the man in b- the iron mask okay and uh they were talking about all the people guillotine there and they were like yeah the last one was 1986 and i was like 1986 like 19 not 1886 1986 and they were like imagine yeah 1986 and i'm like what the that's I mean, crazy it just seems so prehistoric yeah, of course. but like you think but when you talk about capital punishment in the UK, like what did they do? How okay, did they so, kill people? Did okay, they like, uh, so tickle them to death with a feather? Uh,
1: right, right, right. So the last executions in the UK uh, were hanging and, and took place in 1964. Uh, capital punishment was suspended for murder in uh, 1965, uh, suspended then and abolished in 1969. And although it was unused. That was the last time it was actually used.
0: 1969
1: it was 1964. Before it was a f- uh, for murder. If you committed murder, you could get capital. You know, you could get the death penalty. It was abolished in 1969, but it was unused. But it remained legally defined punishment for certain offenses, such as treason, up until 1998. Treason. So if you committed treason, you could still get the death penalty. Um, mm. Following the abolition of it uh, in 69. Uh, the House of Commons would hold a vote every year <laughs> to restore the death penalty. <laughs> it never passed, always defeated. But it obviously, it rema- like I said, it remained uh, for other crimes, such as here are the crimes that it was still OK for. OK. So it was it was it was, uh, ab- you know, abolished for murder. Okay. But for these crimes, it was still OK for causing a fire or explosion in a naval yard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> OK, OK.
1: Uh, espionage. Okay. Piracy. Espionage is. Like spying. Spying. Yeah. Uh, piracy with violence. No idea what that means.
0: Piracy like on the seas? Uh, That's what piracy is. Maybe. Or just like So like, like being a pirate? Like, argh, I guess. Piracy is also looting.
1: Right. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. And then you commit a violent act in, in ter- um, with your piracy and then you can get the death penalty. That's what it sounds like. Uh, treason. And certain purely military offenses under the jurisdiction of the armed forces, such as mutiny.
0: Ooh, mutiny.
1: Which involved uh, misconduct of action, assisting the enemy, obstructing operations, giving false air signals, or failure to suppress a mutiny with intent to assist the enemy. (laughs) So like I said, none of those actually ever happened. They just officially got rid of it all in 1998. It's pretty impressive that they got
0: rid of it. We haven't, like, they're, like forms of like when when i went to london uh with my friend sarah layman uh was probably what like five years ago we went for christmas we went to paris and london for christmas and we went to the clink because it was like one of the few places that was open mm-hmm. in london during the holidays and that's like they f- the prison oh wow and so the clink is like right on the on the river and there's these windows that are still there and like that's how people begged for food because they didn't give them prisoners food or anything. Yeah, they had right. to just beg for food through the window. Wow. And then they had all these torture devices in there that they basically, this is how they, are you listening? I am listening. They, how, how they would like keep like what they would do to you. Like it wasn't enough that you were just in prison. Like they, <laughs> They'd put you in these metal boots right, and then put all this wood in the boots and then fill it with water so that the wood started to expand and then it would just crush all your bones in your feet. Jesus. You can't even sit down because they're metal boots. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. Or like like a like this like contraption that went around your neck that if right. you lean forward it would a knife would go into your throat. If you lean back, it would go into your the back of your neck. So like you could never rest. Just stuff like that where it just like <laughs> I, I, think th- I think about i think about that
1: all the time like you watch all these like old-time movies or like you know we watched you know we were so into game of thrones and stuff but i would not have been good in like middle ages and all that th- th- those time periods like all right it's time to fight uh you know what i'm good <laughs> you know, i don't want to wheel around this big sword and probably get my arm cut off and like stabbed in the back by my you know my yeah. buddy who can't tell because well, if you we're don't all then wearing it's
0: mutiny, and then they're gonna kill That's you. That's anyway. what I mean. They're gonna
1: kill you anyway. So you're gonna die in the field, or you're gonna die, you know, by hanging by your own people. Like, doesn't sound like a very fun way to live. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's amazing that anybody made it out the of that. The reason alive. they
0: call it the Dark Ages because it was a dark time to be. And to think about
1: like what you what like food back then. Like there were no Doritos or Pop Tarts. <laughs> like there, you don't even like,
0: eat that now. They didn't have
1: ice cream. Like come on.
0: Yeah, I don't think they had ice cream. They had milk, though. They had cows. And they had sugar. Sugar yeah, that, was like a hot Yeah, but commodity. they had no way to Not keep during it wartime. Cold. Yeah, no, no, no way of keeping it cold. You know what I mean? They had to dry the meat, too, I think. Anyway. It sounds, yeah, terrib- you definitely it would sounds terrible. It sounds
1: terrible. I wouldn't have made well. it. It wouldn't have
0: been fun. You would not have done well.
1: It would not have been fun. Okay, lastly, and I just thought this was hilarious because uh, we talked a lot about uh, this time period. In our early episodes Mm -hmm. Go back and uh, check the archives But uh, on November 14th, 1998 Chicago Bulls legend Dennis Rodman Got married to Carmen Electra (laughs) At the Little Chapel of Flowers in Las Vegas
0: (laughs) I'm so sad Are they still together? What's the update?
1: Uh, I will run it down for you So uh, they got married on the 14th After what People Magazine described As a quote, all night bender Uh Uh-huh. Uh, only nine days later, though, guys, Rodman filed for an annulment of the marriage on the grounds that he had not been of sound mind when they got married. <laughs> God. <laughs> Meaning, uh, you know, they were blocked out. He could have um, had
0: another ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, so uh, Dennis's outgoing attitude and passion for life were what, uh, you know, appealed Carmen to him. Uh, Carmen was suffering from the... B- according to this article I found... Uh, Carmen recently lost both her mother and sister. They died months before. And mm. she also claimed unsound mind when filing for annulment. Uh, they were yeah. legally divorced in April of 99. So they were kind of on again, off again after that. But <laughs> So technically they lasted until April of 99. But uh, they had filed for an annulment after just nine days.
0: <laughs> what if they were to somehow get back together? Remember we saw her when we were like leaving the... um.
1: The oh yeah, uh, <laughs> we when were we were leaving, leaving the doctor's, the doctor's
0: office. office, when I was still pregnant, and I was like, "Wow, that was Carmen Electric." She was looked, it
1: though? I I didn't. Really she was coming uh, into the
0: building. She wasn't going into the doctor's office where we. Right, right, know, right, we, right. We saw plenty of, you know, famous. We people saw some there. famous people in there, but, <laughs> we, but we, we didn't see Carmen Electric. Talk about,
1: but uh, yeah. So yeah, they, like she I looked said, good. She looked great in the.
0: Dennis Rodman used in the last dance in Orange County, and I told you that, and like. And when I lived in Huntington Beach, we would go and party at his club all the time. And he would yeah. just buy everybody drink. I was like, how does this place make any money? He just buys everybody drinks the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And he had that leopard hair or whatever, like cheetah print hair at the time. And he just like, yeah, I could never understand what he was saying. And like,
1: he's an insane person.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, he was also on the roast of um, Yeah. Well, Bruce Willis.
1: Did you help write for, for on Dennis's uh, script or not? I helped no? write
0: his script, but I didn't end up coaching him on it, and we ended up having to really cut it down. He had a he had a lot of trouble with the prompter. Yeah, it's a very difficult thing. People don't realize that reading a teleprompter. Well, is Well, if you've very never difficult. done it before, if you've never and then done it, all of a sudden you
1: have to do it. It's kind of confusing. If you've
0: it's been. very confusing yeah. because you know, for some people, you're like acting and talking and reading. Doing a lot of, you're doing, you're lot doing a lot once. at once. Right. And especially for an athlete who's used to, give me the ball, I put the ball here, <laughs> put the ball here. Well, they,
1: an ball. athlete is a lot of instinct. You know, obviously you, it's you're, a different you're muscle. prepared, but it's, yeah, it's different Your muscle. mind works
0: in a different way. And yep. so he had a lot of trouble with that. He got emotional. And, uh, yeah, we really had to just kind of strip down. But there were, like, tons of great jokes about him. I think I remember, you know, like, the only um, – black man in Detroit, not good at shooting. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> or Chicago, I guess. Was it worked for both cities. Chicago, yeah, worked for both cities. Worked for both cities, you know. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, so on the marriage certificate.
0: I wrote that joke for him, sorry. Go ahead. Ed Norton's been in um, thr- two of my favorite things. Uh, <laughs> what was it? American History X and Selma Hayek. <laughs>
1: Great joke! <laughs> it's a really funny joke. Yeah,
0: he said that one. You
1: should bust that out. Did you stop? Did, did that get aired? Did that? Did they use it? He used that one. I oh, okay, he, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say if it didn't, you should because it was post a that. Sen-
0: one sentence long. Anything that was one right. sentence long, a joke had to be one sentence long for him.
1: Well, remember i I told you about uh, Dennis's appearance on the Last Dance. It was he wasn't gonna show up. He finally showed up two hours late. And then he said he was like, what is this for again? And then (laughs) then said, all right, I'll give you 10 minutes when the director, Jason Hare, had six hours worth of questions. (laughs) And And then and then Dennis was like, asked a P.A. to go get him some Subway sandwiches and a tea. And then he went and got it and then gave the director three hours.
0: <laughs> wow, that's cool. Well, yes. I bet once you get him talking, he'll yeah. just sit there and go until he's done.
1: Yeah, and so Dennis filmed all of his stuff, and
0: he was always there for rehearsal. Setting. He was like always ready, game. Yeah, but you had to keep him, you had to keep him entertained. Had to, you keep, had him engaged. to keep him engaged, yeah. or else he was gonna check out, and he was not gonna be happy. And he didn't want to do it. Yeah, and you know,
1: yeah. On the marriage certificate, he's from Newport Beach, and do you know uh, Carmen Electra's real name?
0: Probably like Stephanie. <laughs>
1: Tara Patrick
0: Oh Tara Patrick Of Studio City
1: Studio City? Yeah That's what she Is she
0: was. a Laker girl too?
1: Um Good question No she was uh
0: A Clipper girl?
1: <laughs> nice uh, uh no but she She was,
0: was obviously a Bulls girl <laughs>
1: She was MTV She did all this She did Singled Out after um
0: Jenny McCarthy? Yeah Oh Okay. And, then, you know, she she Boy Boy and then you know she. I thought she was a dancer. She was in
1: Playboy, and then you know she. I could have sworn she was like famous. a
0: dancer. I know, I know, like Paul Abdul was in like Janet Jackson videos and Janet Jackson's and then choreographer. She w- and then she was
1: on Baywatch.
0: Yeah, I remember her on Baywatch.
1: Let's see. No, God, I she
0: thought in the nah, early years. She, she was a dancer. Yeah,
1: she was not a Lakers girl. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's it. That's all I got. Good job. Uh, actually, real quick. Uh, lastly, November fourteenth, nineteen ninety eight would have been my mom's 41st birthday.
0: Oh, happy birthday, Mary.
1: So So I think that was the first one that I wasn't home for.
0: Oh, man. It was my
1: first year of college. That would have been the first year I wasn't home uh, to celebrate my mom's birthday. But um, I'm sure I made it up to her.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So my mom's birthday is this weekend. That's what you're going to be next year. So do the math. How crazy is that? Yeah.
1: Jeez. So I would have been. Just, I mean, just do the math real quick. So I'm 18 and my mom's <laughs> 41 at the time. Could you imagine having Ooh, like a 20-year-old no. f- right now?
0: I was 41 <laughs> when I had cage. I know. Or 42. 42. Oh, yeah, 40, 41 when I got pregnant.
1: Great, great job. <laughs> I
0: don't know. Who cares? Nah. Everything's just a number now. Yeah, I
1: know. All right. Uh, it's what? So 7 o'clock? It, time that's for it. bed. T- time for bed, everybody. <laughs> By the way, we got in bed yesterday at like 7, 7.30. It was the most glorious it thing so maybe wonderful. I've ever done in my whole life. I mean, we didn't go to sleep. I couldn't we really was, fall asleep. We watched
0: the, the terrible game that was on last night, the uh, Tampa Bay oh God, it was awful. blowout. The New Orleans blowout yeah, New over Orleans Tampa Bay. Yeah, well, Tampa Bay, but uh,
1: anyway. All right. So that's it. Episode 15 this week in the 90s. Oh, did I? You know what? You know what? I had some other ones that I was going to do. Did I delete them? Oh, I think I deleted him. One of them was like Mike Tyson lost to Evander Holyfield. Not the one where he got his ear bit, but it was the first fight where Evander just knocked him out. And then there was something in 1996, but I forgot. Anyway, great story. All right, everybody. (laughs) uh, Stay tuned. (laughs) Appreciate you guys uh, watching and listening as always.
0: Yeah, follow us on Week in the 90s podcast. Um, Follow us on all the socials. Twitter, Instagram. Yeah.
1: Bye bye.
0: This week in the 90s podcast.